0: Thanks so much for joining me. This is Season 1, Episode 1 of the One Proposal Podcast. I am your host, Dalia. In this first season, I will be searching the scriptures to find out what the Bible says about relationships, getting ready, and being found by the One. I am so excited for this journey. I look forward to hearing some of your own stories. Today, it just seems fitting for the first episode to start In the beginning. That's right, Genesis 1-1, which reads, In the beginning, God. Now, let's stop there and let those first four words soak into your spirit. In the beginning, God. May that be our heart's desire in this journey. In the beginning of marriage, God. In the beginning of my marriage, God. In the beginning of your marriage, God. But then that also means in the beginning of the relationship that will lead to the marriage, God. And that in turn means in the beginning of becoming found by the one that will turn into the relationship that leads to the marriage, God. Woo. Okay, so let me recap. Just as in the beginning of creation, God was there. Today, as we begin this journey, let's include, invite, and involve God. In the beginning of being found, God. Let's pray. Lord God in heaven, I commit this journey to you, trusting it wholly to you. Cause my thoughts to become agreeable to your will. Today, I am asking for your wisdom in the area of relationships, preparation, and being found by the one. I ask that our minds may be opened to see your light so that we will know and understand what is the hope to which you have called each one of us. As women who are yet to be married, we commit our way to you, Lord. We roll each care of this load to you. We lean on, rely on, and are confident in you and trust that you will bring it to pass in Jesus' name. The word beginning means the first in place, time, order, or rank. The first. The scripture in Matthew 6.33 comes to mind. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God. And then listen here the results of putting God first are clearly revealed. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Another translation says, and all these things will be added unto you. God knows well each one of our own needs in the beginning, God was the one that made the observation and determined that it wasn't good for the man to be alone. God was the one that made a help meet for Adam, and then God brought her to the man. God was involved in the entire process. First, God noticed a need, saying it was not good for the man to be alone. Second, God made a woman to fill that need. And then God brought the woman to the man. God added the woman to the man. I used to wonder, what's my role in finding love? I've heard a a wide range of suggestions. Some of the more popular ones include, put yourself out there. You should try online dating. Everyone's doing it. Stop being so picky. It's all great advice, but I am more interested and I want to know what does God's word say? Because I believe once we know what the word says, then God's word will point us in the direction we need to go. If we need to put ourselves out there, God will lead and guide us where we need to put ourselves. If we are to do online dating, God will show us which platform to use. His word says, Call to me and I will answer you. I'll tell you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. Friends, I am here today because I obviously couldn't figure this thing, this love thing out on my own. I remember a few times I tried online dating and might I add, not at all led by God. The first time I was working at a bank and I kept hearing the hype about people getting quality matches, which sounded like a dream come true. Options. <laughs> Discreetly and on the clock, I filled out the lengthy questionnaire, all the while excited for all the matches that waited for me at the end. And truthfully, I wasn't honest. I exaggerated qualities and downplayed all the negatives. In the end, I got zero matches. That's right, zero. I waited a few more days, still no matches. Another time when I decided to answer the questions as honestly and as truthfully as possible, I was disappointed with my matches, such as the unemployed guy that made my list. (laughs) Yeah, I instantly deleted that profile. On another occasion, I heard about an app where you simply swiped right or left. I must have gotten the name wrong because all of the images I saw were men's private parts. No faces, just their private parts. So today I am calling out to God. I want to understand through his word, what is my role? What's the part that I must perform in this particular process? the process of finding love? Am I supposed to do something or nothing? Okay, let's go back to Matthew 6. The verse says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's my responsibility. I looked up the word seek and was surprised by its many definitions, some of which include, try to find, look for, look around for, be on the lookout for, hunt for, be in pursuit of, try to obtain. All the definitions of the word seek sound exactly like what I was trying to do through my own efforts to find my man. I was always on the lookout in hot pursuit of this man. Nowhere does God instruct us to seek after a man. That place of seeking after belongs to God and God alone. The first place can only and should only be reserved for God in anything and everything. Okay, so if we seek first the kingdom of God, the word says, things shall be added unto us. What things? Well, the Bible says, things unbelievers seek. Some of the things mentioned include something to eat, drink, clothing, and I'm going to add a husband. Hey, unbelievers seek husbands too, right? As I was studying this, another scripture came to mind, which is found in Isaiah 34 that also uses the word seek. Let me read it. This is the English Standard Version translation. Isaiah 34, 16 says, Seek and read from the book of the Lord. Not one of these shall be missing. None shall be without her mate. For the mouth of the Lord has commanded, and a spirit has gathered them. When I first read the scripture, I was encouraged by its message, specifically the part about not lacking a mate. I took this verse quite literally and put myself in it. Search and read the book of the Lord, Dahlia. Not one of them will be missing. You will not lack your mate because God has ordered it by his mouth and he will gather my husband and I by his Holy Spirit. That's what I do. When I read the pages of God's word, I put myself in there as though he is speaking directly to me. In the scripture, my part is clear. It is to seek. Seek not after a man, but out of his word this scripture only further confirmed that my answer is seeking God first and in turn that I won't lack my mate. Oh, and I can't leave out that the definition of the word gather means to bring together. Isn't that the biblical pattern of marriage we see in the beginning when God brought the woman to the man? Now, I'm no theologian and I'm not even going to attempt to pretend that I am a theologian. I'm simply a woman that loves God, that is in love with the word of God, that loves Jesus and wants to know God more deeply, more intimately, and somebody that deeply desires to pursue and understand God's word and its application in my life. This is who I am. So obviously, Some people will say, you can't take scriptures out of context. Well, this much I know to be true of God, about God in my own life. He is a creative God, and God can do anything he wants to do. If he needs to take a scripture out of context, he just may do that. In my own life, as I have endeavored to study his word at different times, a scripture will drop into my mind sometimes a simple verse that may, have been spro- that may have been spoken out of context has brought peace to my mind, direction for my life, or healing to my body. And just so we're clear, we, we don't try, we're not trying to manipulate God's word to fit our circumstances. That's not what's happening here. We are dividing the word of truth, breaking it down in order to understand it, and in turn, The word of God is exposing, bringing to the light how and where our present circumstances have kept us bound. Now, as I was considering this, I thought, okay, there's going to be some people that are going to say, well, if she just read a few verses above that scripture, she will clearly see that God is talking about the desert owl. And he is talking about the jackals. He's talking about the hyenas, the wild goats, and all kinds of night creatures and owls that nest and lay eggs. And then there's even one translation that literally says, Search the book of the Lord and see what he will do. Not one of these birds and animals will be missing and none will lack a mate. Girl, you see, God's talking about the birds. He's not talking about no human being. He's not talking about no you and your human husband. Well, let me show you how creative God is. He does this often and it encourages my heart. He leads me to one scripture that leads me to another and then another. And they all somehow just fit and tie in beautifully. And this encourages my heart. This encouraged my heart to believe that God is for me, that God is with me, that God is leading me and guiding me with his word and through his word in this area of my life. Let's go back to Matthew 6, exactly where he commands us to seek, exactly where he says that that when we seek, he will add things to us. Well, if we just read a bit above in that chapter, In verse 25, it says, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. Friends, God is talking about the birds of the air, the same as the birds he mentioned in Isaiah. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Isn't that beautiful? We can put ourselves in Isaiah 61 because we are above the birds. We are above the fowls of the air because God cares for us. If God cares that the birds of the air are fed and that they don't go without their mates, how much more valuable are you to him? Let me answer that. God doesn't abandon or forget even the small sparrow he has made. How then could he forget and abandon us? What about the seemingly minor issues of life? Like marriage, maybe minor maybe not, depending on who you speak to. Does it matter to God? Of course it does. So you never need to worry, for you are more valuable to God than anything else in the world. You matter to God. God wants to be part of this journey. In the beginning, God. We have got to seek God first. In the beginning of being found, God. As we seek him, he adds the husband. As we seek out of his book, his spirit will gather us together. And just as God brought Eve to Adam, so will he bring you and I to the one. Today, I would encourage us to take time to seek God. You can start by reviewing the scriptures we spoke about today. Simply download today's notes, read the scriptures, underline words, look of definitions, cross-reference scriptures, just seek. First of all, seek. Not after a man, but seek out of God's word. As we seek first the kingdom of God, this is my prayer. Lord God in heaven, I want to understand your word in its application in my life. I desire to know and understand what the word says about relationships, getting ready, and being found by the one. I commit to seeking you first. Will you lead and guide me for the good of your name?